X-Ray. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake. Let's talk about money. Budgeting is just awesome. That's... There's the episode. There's the episode. Yeah. Budgeting <laughs> is awesome. I'm. That's my goal. I want to make everybody so excited about budgeting by the end of this episode that they like run out and start budgeting if they're not already. Essentially, I'm trying to reach two audiences with this episode. Super broke people that are afraid of the budget because they like are afraid of what it's going to mean for them. And which super broke people, I think, are a lot of our target audience. And then the other demographic I want to hit is people that make good money. So they feel like they don't have to budget. I know a lot of people whose budgeting method is I put money in my account. And if I have money left over at the end of the month, it means I'm doing OK. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> or spend money until you can't. Right. Exactly. Um, and I, I want people to get past that idea of the account balance being being their budget. And I know a lot of people who make like six figures who feel like a budget re- represents restriction, mm-hmm. you know, and so they don't want to do it because they're like, well, I make plenty of money, so I don't need it. So anyway, now you know who I'm re- I'm talking to. So today I'm going to talk about the budget. Now, I know that many people think that budget is a scary word. They feel like living on a budget implies extreme frugality or being broke or some sort of deprivation. What I'm going to share with you today, I hope, is that for most folks, a budget is the number one key to getting control of your money. A budget doesn't have to be rigid. It doesn't have to mean that you never get to drink fancy coffee or go out for drinks again. Following a budget doesn't even mean necessarily that you need to change your spending behavior at all from what it is now. If you're comfortable with your level of savings and you have no debt other than a mortgage, and maybe you feel like your spending is great, a budget is just a plan for you. A budget is just there to provide you with information. It can be both a forward-looking tool and also a report on how you're operating now. It's sort of a kind of report card without judgment. A budget is not simply meant to be restrictive. It's meant to be the tool that gives you the freedom to set priorities. I truly think budgets are awesome. I think budgets can be life-changing if you haven't used one before. And I don't want you to think that you have to alter your behavior just because you started budgeting. Here's the thing about budgets. Maybe you feel like you're doing pretty good with money. You've optimized your expenses. You always have enough in your accounts to cover an unexpected expense. And you've paid down all your student loans. But you can't totally tell me how much you spent last month on eating out. Or you went on a vacation last year, but you have no idea how much you spent total on that trip. You know how much the plane tickets cost and you kind of have an idea of how much the hotel was, but you really couldn't tell me how much that vacation cost. And maybe you're fine with that because you're making decent money and you always have enough to provide for yourself. I see this especially in folks that were really poor when they first started out in their careers, you know, making a living as a a dishwasher or waiting tables or doing some kind of work that didn't necessarily provide them with a great income. College worked. It got them a good job and suddenly they have a great income and they think, oh, I don't need to budget anymore because I'm not in the margins anymore. I just will keep living like I was living before and, you know, it'll be fine. But I want you to imagine that even if you're making a good income, 
simply by planning for your money, by setting up a budget, you found an extra $75 a month. You realized that you're overpaying Comcast for internet uh, or that you could really forego that gym membership because you haven't actually used it in six months. And you invested that extra $75 a month instead, which before taxes is actually around $100, depending on your income. So you put that extra $100 into a 401k each month. From age 30 until age 65, if you put that extra $100 a month in your 401k, you'd have a cool half million dollars in your retirement account based on the average rate of return. After taxes, this would mean that you could pull out nearly $25,000 a year without doing any work. Wow, that's a compelling argument. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but if all I had to do was trim $75 a month from my fun budget to be a half millionaire by retirement age, I'd jump all over that deal. Sounds like a pretty good deal. I know so many people who manage budgets at work. Maybe they own their own business or they work for a coffee shop or they just do it for their apartment at work who simply don't have a budget at their own life. If you manage people or if you run a small business, I want you to think about if you were your employee and in charge of managing money for you for your business, say you were hired as a financial advisor or a CFO for your own business, and you managed money like you are in your life, would you fire you? <laughs> I'd probably fire me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that simple. If you would do this in your professional life, if you would budget in your professional life, you should be doing it in your own life. The, no one else is going to do it for you, right? <laughs> like, like no one is going to sweep in and do this work for you. And I know so many people who feel like if they budget at work, but they feel like if they do it in their own life, it's going to close in on them, suffocate them, and it's not going to be any fun anymore. Or maybe they think that a budget doesn't work for them because they have ADD and they just, you know, it's too hard for them. But here's the reality. You have to budget and you can find a way to budget that works for you. You simply have to. It's non-optional. It doesn't mean that you can never order takeout again. That's a completely wrong view of a budget. A budget gives you permission. It gives you plan. It just means that you have a takeout line item in your budget and you feel great because you know you can meet your other obligations despite ordering takeout. I don't care how you spend your money in your budget. That's not what I'm here for. That's that's between you and your budget and possibly your partner if you have one. Co-budget. Yeah. So I guess a lot of what I'm hearing from you is uh, budgeting as financial intentionality. Is that? Yes. Yes. It's just a plan. It's not that hard. A budget gives you the ability to take out your wallet with confidence and know you're on track for your big goals despite having indulgences and having fun. Let me say the word indulgences again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a budget gives you the ability to take out your wallet with confidence, spend money, and still know that you're on track for your big goals despite having indulgences. You're not going to feel confident about your money by being passive about it. I'm not asking you to obsess over every single detail if that doesn't work for your brain and your personality, but I am asking you to participate actively in your money. If you've got money coming in the door and going out the door, I want you to have a conversation with yourself and your partner, if you have one, about that money before it walks out the door. Don't let your money just manage itself. You've got to be an active participant. So here's another example. If your household income is $35,000 a year, which is around $17.50 an hour, 
you're going to have half a million dollars pass through your hands in the next 15 years of your life. That's a lot of money to handle without making a plan for it. Would you build a house for half a million dollars without having a blueprint for that house? You'd probably have some sort of plan for what you're going to spend on it. Otherwise, you might not finish the house. Or like some weird Winchester mansion. (laughs) Exactly. Do you really want to avoid making a plan for your money just because you don't like the word budget? So this is all coming to you. I want you to love budgets, but it's going to it's going to take a while. So starting this month, I want you to make a budget. I would love for you to budget. If the word budget is too hard for you to handle, let's try spending plan, written plan, money minder. Cash flow system, money fantastic glitter outline. I don't care what you call it, whatever works for you, but I want you to do it. Because honestly, if you're 99% of people, you are not going to kick butt with your money by accident. It just doesn't happen. There are no millionaires out there that say, oh, I got here by just spending randomly and not allocating my money appropriately. Have you heard a story about the woman who didn't save for retirement, had massive student loan debt from a liberal arts college, collected social security, traveled the world, and lived in delicious comfort for the rest of her life? No, I haven't because it's not true. (laughs) It doesn't exist. You're not going to win the lottery. Even if you do win the lottery, the only way to stay rich is to have a spending plan. Did you know that most people that win the mega millions go broke? Yeah, it always seemed like a pretty bad proposition somehow. Yeah. It turns out that even if you win the lottery, you still need to budget. So are you saying lottery tickets are not a great investment? Uh, That's a conversation for a different show. But if you budget for the lottery tickets because it's fun for you and it doesn't eat into your other priorities, sure, play the lottery. But it is not an investing plan. It's not your retirement plan. There's a a much larger rant about how it's a tax on the poor, but we're not going to do that. (laughs) Next show. Next show. So real talk. I truly believe that budgeting is awesome, but it's going to suck for the first couple months. It, it really will. So you'll forget that your auto insurance comes due every six months or that subscription that you're paying for or there, there's school fees to pay. You'll probably be totally off in your estimates in at least one category if you haven't done this before. You might think that you spend $100 a month on groceries and discover you spend $600 a month on groceries. It's okay. This is the learning process. If you learn to drive, you probably remember that you kind of sucked at it in the beginning. You probably weren't let out of the parking lot by whoever taught you. But if you keep doing it, you get better. And eventually you get out of doing loops in the parking lot. And hopefully you don't hit any mailboxes. You're going to do this for the rest of your life. So it's okay if it takes a couple months to get used to. But a year from now, you're going to wish that you started today. The second month you start budgeting, it's going to get a little easier. You can steer a bit better. You've got better at guessing how much you spend on groceries and restaurants. You figured out that you need to plan for movie dates and copays for your drugs. But there's still some unexpected things in the budget. It's still not perfect. The third month is where most of my students really start to see it click. You start to be able to function on autopilot a little more. You don't feel like you're pulling numbers from out of nowhere in order to set the budget up. So... If you don't know how to budget, I I understand. <laughs> We're not taught this in school. Um, and even if you do budgeting at work, you, budgeting for yourself is not necessarily the same. Um, I have a quick start budget work worksheet that should take you less than an hour 
to sit down and get your budget going, you can download it on my website, ohmydollar.com slash budget. Um, I want you to do this. I really, really do. Uh, I don't care if you're making six figures. I don't care if you're making $15,000 a year. I don't care if you're just totally broke. If there's money coming in the door and money going out the door for anything, you should be budgeting. If you are living literally with no money coming in or going out, okay, that's fine. You no budget. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, I want to know your secret. Your subsistence lifestyle. Yeah. What have... uh what information would we need to fill out the quick start budget sheet? So, the things that I would like you to get a hold of are if you have any debt, it's great to know your minimum payments on those debts. So, um some people haven't actually sat down and totaled up where all of their debts are, uh, especially if you have student loans. They tend to be in random little chunks. Uh, you might actually be paying three different minimum payments from the same, you know, from Navient or Esai or whatever. Um, so get all your minimum payments together. Obviously, you probably know most of your big numbers off the top of your head. You probably know how much you pay in rent or your mortgage. Um, and you should know what your expected income is for the next month. If you have variable income, that doesn't mean that you get a free pass. <laughs> if you have variable income, I have variable income too. Uh, it's actually more important that you budget than anyone else. Partially because you need to know if this many dollars comes in the door, what are those dollars going towards? Okay, I've got more money. What are those dollars going towards? Um, and so the kind of budget that this quick start budget that I'll have you download and the one that I recommend is called a zero-based budget which means that every dollar that comes in the door, you're budgeting all the way down until you have zero dollars left in the budget. So usually the first time you do this, you usually underestimate <laughs> things or you're very conservative on your savings or your debt numbers because you're like, oh, is it going to make it to the end? You'll get to the end of the sheet and you'll discover that maybe you have 50, maybe you have $200 left. Then what I want you to do for a zero-based budget is go back and allocate those dollars into a category until you get to zero on the bottom. So so, so to start with, we're looking for input equals output. Yes, exactly. And that doesn't mean that you won't be saving any money. Some people hear a zero-based budget and that means they're supposed to spend every single dollar that comes in. That's not what I'm telling you at all. But, but I want every single dollar that you have to have a job. I want your dollars to work for you. I want you to know where your dollars are going. And that's going to be down to zero. And what's awesome about once you get rolling on this budget, it's not going to be true the first month, but let's say the third month, fourth month, that means that once you get rolling on this, when your paycheck comes in, if you're trying to aggressively save or you're trying to attack debt, you're going to be able to take that money and confidently send it off because you know you have your other categories covered. So if you're making $1,000 a month and you really want to attack your debt aggressively, so you really want to pay $250 a month on that debt. Then once you've gotten into the groove and you really know what your monthly living expenses are, you can send that 250 payment to your debt at the beginning of the month instead of waiting and seeing, oh, what do I have left in my checking account? If, you know, you don't have an emergency fund yet, and you're not quite confident about that, you can still wait in the beginning. I'm not saying that you immediately have to send off that debt payment, but it's going to give you that breathing room to know like, okay, if I spend $3 on tacos today, it's still within the budget and I'm still going to have $250 at the end of the month. To... Still going to make the goal. Yeah, still going to make your goal. So, budgets are awesome. Is it that? That's all I want you to know, is that budgets are freaking awesome. That wraps our show for today. Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. And I'm Lillian Kerbake, your personal finance educator and host. 
Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. X-Ray. Oh, oh My Dollar is hosting two free community workshops this month on budgeting called Budget Like a Badass. So if you're sold on the fact that a budget will make your life better, check out ohmydollar.com slash yourbadassbudget for dates and times. Our next free workshop is on March 16th at the Central Office in the Pearl.